everyone, Dave and Jeff doing a podcast on a Sunday night because so much has gone down in the last two Holy days. Holy shit. By the time you went back and you listened to this, everybody else would have had a chance to speak. So guess what? We're going to sit there and jump everybody in line yeah. and tell you what we thought first. Awesome. Awesome yeah. couple of days. Yeah. Huh? Crazy. Uh, started with 4th of July. And fourth. how was your 4th? 4th was okay. Man, it seemed like it was so long ago. Right? <laughs> 4th uh, was okay. Uh, went to LA. Fucked up. I, I should have... I should have followed my initial thing and just gone to Santa Monica. And instead, I tried to take my kids out to the Rose Bowl. Too crazy. But at least they saw fireworks. And But, Dave, the day to talk about is yeah. Friday. Yes. Because you were in L.A. and I was in L.A. So I'll start with mine and then I'll ask you about yours. Um, Friday was great. My kids are leaving tomorrow to Tahoe. They're going for two weeks with their mom. Yeah. And the thing that I always have told them is I always hated the end of Christmas va- uh, Christmas vacation, summer vacation more than they did because to me it's my favorite thing to just hang out with them. And it's the same thing that just happened now where we had four uninterrupted, uh, uninterrupted days together. And it's just the coolest, man. For, for any parent to get to hang out with your kids, it's a blast. And so we had gone to L.A. Thursday stayed overnight and just had hung out on Friday having a great time. And the one thing I had said to them was the great thing about this trip, I said, look, we really don't have a schedule and it's Friday night traffic going back to San Diego. Yeah. Let's hang out as late as we want. And the last thing that we did was we went to the Grove. And if people know where CBS Television City is, where Farmer's Market is, Ironically, the first trip I ever made to California, I stayed right across the street from all of that. That's fine. So I always have fun going back there. That's like the neighborhood where I grew up in. Isn't that fun? Yeah. What a great part of L.A. Yeah. Like, I love that part of L.A. And so we were just kind of walking around the Grove, hanging out. And uh, we had parked almost to the top of the parking structure. My one son has now opened an Instagram account. And he likes taking pictures. So he said, hey, Dad, before we go, can we take a couple of pictures of the sunset looking west? I go, yeah, sure. But I said, let's go all the way to the top. Yeah. Because you'll have a much better view. Dave, we're at the top of the Grove. It's about 8.15 on Friday night. We're walking around. He's got a little camera phone. He's trying to take pictures. He and I are trying to take pictures. And we're just hanging out, having a blast. And all of a sudden, man, at about 8.15, I felt everything start moving. And there had been the earthquake the day before on the 4th. But on this one, when things started moving, I I didn't really worry about it because I thought more like when you're in a parking structure and cars go flying through there, it just kind of bounces up and down. And I just kind of shrugged it off. And we walked over. We were kind of at a wall looking to the west. And this security guard comes up. And he said, hey, guys, I just want to let you know this area is closed. We really have kept it there. And I said to him, hey, man, I'll be out of here in a minute. My son just wants to take a picture. And boom, everything starts shaking. Yeah. And the security guard goes, dude, that's an earthquake. That's an earthquake. And I go, wow. And Dave, if you've you've been up to the top of the Grove, 
the light structures up there are aluminum and they're tall. They're all 10 to 15 feet tall. And man, they are swaying like palm trees in the wind. And the first thing I thought was, oh, I want to film this. So we just filmed it quick and hung out up there. But it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Earlier in the day. Did it seem like it lasted a long time? To me, and I've been through a few of them. That's the craziest one I've ever been through. Uh, It felt to me like it went at least 35 seconds. Yeah, it was close between 30 and 35 seconds. Yeah, it was a long one. Like the one on Easter a few years ago that we remember, that was about 15. Yeah, and that was down here. Right, right. But to be with your sons at the top of a parking structure, you're like, shit. Were you you freaked out or were you just like, hey, we'll just ride it out? Or were you like, oh, fuck, this could be serious? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm... I was watching everything around me. I was watching mainly them um, because I, I just, you Are never you know. Are you thinking at all if this park construction collapses right now? How yeah, do you we're done. Yeah. yeah, we're done. And the crazy thing was. Did my, that go through your mind? Um, no. But I thought about it later that my son and I had literally just posted a picture saying, hey, we're at the top of the Grove yeah. at like 8, 18. Yeah. And it would have been like, dude, where are they? Oh, they're done. These two idiots are at the top of the grove. Um, no, because all the buildings, the newer buildings, have been built to code to yeah. withstand that. But um, the first thing I did was I called their mom. And she was really, she hadn't, I mean, it happened in the minute. And I said, hey, I just want to let you know we're cool. And she said, do me a favor, just hang on the phone till you're out of that parking structure. I said, yeah, of course. So we got out and did the whole thing. But the funniest thing, um, driving home, listening to KFI, which is usually really good. Oh, my God, Dave. This guy was so bad <laughs> on the air. And he's like, about three different times he goes, oh, I, I have to tell you, I really feel like leaving right now. I might get fired. Um but my sons had never been through it. Yeah. I had never been through it. The funny thing was, I got up in the morning, and I saw this po- post. And the post said it was from a London paper, the Daily Mail. And it said, scientists say that there's a 1 in 20 chance that a bigger earthquake is coming. Yeah. So I grabbed that, and the only thing I said was, so that means there's a 19 and 20 chance that nothing's going to happen, which is still true. Yes. I didn't say, I just said, hey, you're telling me there's a 19 out of 20 chance nothing's going to happen. Yeah. That's still true. Yeah, we you're just, right. We just, I didn't lie. I didn't do anything wrong until people are like, hey, asshole, stop posting that. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. But uh, <laughs> my one son was into it. My other son hated it. He he didn't he didn't like it. He didn't think anything about it was cool. Yeah. Uh his brother I have doing play by play on the video. Really? And I appreciate Sex Luger telling me, dude, I need more of Jack. Yeah, Jack <laughs> Jack was like, Whoa, that's into it. His brother was like, Let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, I was at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Oh, man. So, and I've been through earthquakes before, and it's funny. We were just talking about them because I think a lot of people have talked about earthquakes the last couple of days. And the only one Josh remembers is the one on Easter. Okay. We we're in Encinitas when it happened. 
So yeah, because so, he wouldn't have even been born for Northridge. No, huh? no. Well, actually, he was Northridge. He was, was just 94. born. He was just born. No shit. Wow. Okay. So uh, the only one he remembers is that one. Okay. And so we're we go to meet some friends that I haven't seen in a long time, and we're sitting like second level to the top. Okay. <laughs> As my grandfather used to say, I have tickets right behind home plate, and then you get there, you realize you're at the top. You're behind right. home, but you're 300 feet from home plate. Right. And so it, it 100% didn't matter. Okay, we were just there to see friends, Dodger game. Um, it, it was great catching up. Seats were fine, absolutely fine. So we're sitting there, and it's we've moved around because I'm trying to catch up with different people that I haven't seen in a while. And on the end, it's my friend's wife, it's my my buddy, it's uh, or his his mother in law, him, Josh, me, and two people to my right that we all know. Okay. And all of a sudden, it starts shaking. Okay, <laughs> oh, and man, it my. is moving. Let me tell you, like the topic. How, how much? Like, like uh, I'd, I'd say, almost like I felt like a swing. Like, did you think you're going down? Yeah, I did. I thought uh, honestly, I, because <laughs> that's an old building. That's what I said. Okay, and the girl next to me is uh, is an architect. Okay, and you know she doesn't know shit about baseball or the Dodgers, but we we talked about it a little bit afterwards. Yeah. So I look over to my right. And I see my friend's wife and her eyes, I mean, my left, her, her eyes are so goddamn big. Like, oh my God, oh my God. She's not screaming. My buddy's fine. Josh, 100% fine. But man, I'm thinking we're done. And we're right over the last overhang. Because you want to believe in your mind, if this thing goes down, we're just going to surf it all the way down to the bottom of the field and be safe. We're going to kill everybody on the way down, but Shit. we're going to be okay. No, no we aren't. not. The top level is going to crush us and then we're going to die on the way down. And then I'm thinking, I got my car keys in my pocket. My wife's never going to find the car. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, it, the Dodgers it was, kill you oh after my gosh. everything you've given to them? Yeah, after everything I've given. And it was going, man. Those 30 yeah. seconds were 35 seconds. Someone said today that when Jim Valbano gave his famous speech about don't ever give up, yep. he got a 37-second standing ovation afterwards. The, our earthquake was 30 to 35 seconds. That that was a long fucking time. Yeah. I just Honestly, I'm in my head. I'm going, I just want it to end. I just what could you end. hear? I want it to end. Everybody kind of went whoa like and then it yeah. got people were started screaming people were scared as soon as it stopped you saw you looked to your right and left you saw people just grab their kids and run the hell out of there right and we're not gonna wait for another aftershock we're right. going we're stupid to wait and it emptied started emptying out but then you look over at the foul poles and they're going back and forth yeah i mean they're just swinging and you're like holy shit i've never seen that before but it was it was nuts and when i saw mark grant and Arcelo talk about it I almost wondered, did you, they feel the same magnitude we felt? Because we were moving. I mean, we were yeah. definitely swinging. Well, I would think in that box, you and I have been in that yeah. press box enough, that that it's been refitted and redone. Yeah. But I'm sure they're up high like you are. They're yeah. seeing everything. Plus, they're looking down at the monitors. Yeah, they were below They're below me, but not by much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still, it didn't matter. It was it was uncomfortable. It was one of those, man, I just wanted in. Kind of like when you're on a bad roller coaster ride. You're like, just fucking in the ride already. Um, but that was it when it was over. I don't blame anybody from running out of there. If I had little kids, I probably would have taken off too, you know? Right. Um, but, it, and I'm sure if your kids were at the game, especially one of your sons would have said, dad, let's get out of here. This is ridiculous. We're basically in a cake of cement. And if it comes down, we're just going to get crushed. Yeah. It sounded like if you've ever been in the wind and you've been by a flagpole, yeah. you know, the, the noise that's the cable that the flag's on. Yeah. And when it bangs against a flagpole, it just kind of ding, 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 like a like a little yeah. bit, like a bell, and but it was that times twenty, and I just 
I just I, I don't know that you can see it in the video that I put on social media, but those aluminum light fixtures are swaying, yeah. and you're looking down a row of like twenty of them. It was it was definitely crazy. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, been through. I don't know how many, a few. Yeah, but that was the one where you go shit. This is, and I immediately just started looking to see, like, damage or their yeah. busted windows. So we get out, we come down from the Grove, and I come out, and I start heading towards the freeway down Wilshire Boulevard. Craziest thing about Wilshire was it was flooded. So there had to have been a water main yeah. or something that popped. The other thing that was crazy was the elevators stopped. At the Grove, so that was pretty cool. Um, the elevators stopped, so we were just kind of looking, like, we are just curious, right? Hey, does the elevators still work? The escalators were still going. It didn't feel like a whole lot of people in the mall were necessarily moving around, um, but those of us that were in the structure and yeah. felt the structure moving, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. 7-1. Yeah. I wonder on uh, at Dodger Stadium, again, they didn't stop the game for even a second. They yeah. just kept going. So you And you saw the cameras. You've seen the footage. Yeah. you. I wonder on the field how much those guys felt it. Uh, Dave they, Roberts said they didn't feel anything. Wow. Yeah. Dave Roberts said that he was aware of it because people came in and said, yeah. hey, I think there's an earthquake going on. But I think because you're down low and the adrenaline of what's going on with the game and everything else happening. I, I mean, Dave, you saw it. Go on social media for people that can live really close to each other where one person goes, yeah. whoa, that was a big one. And the other people are like, I didn't feel anything. That's the biggest one I've ever been in, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that was pretty big. So six, nine, seven, one, somewhere in there. That was that was big to me. That was scary enough. Not to the point where I wouldn't go back to like a phobia right. of not going to a sporting event, but... You know, in the summer basketball league, they yeah. stopped the game. And you understood why they had to. They oh, have yeah. all that shit hanging from the ceiling. In an old building. Yeah. Where they don't get earthquakes. Yeah. Really, in Vegas. That had been the wild thing was right before the Grove, we had stopped for dinner and had been watching uh, the summer basketball league. And then to hear that they were closed down. So we get out, we start heading home, and then the next part happens. And I stop. My sons are asleep. My it's about eleven o'clock. I stop at a seven eleven to get a bottle of water and the guy next to me goes, How about Kawhi? And I go, What? And he goes, <laughs> Kawhi just signed with the Clippers. And I go, What? And he goes, Yeah, he just signed with the Clippers. And then his buddy gets out and tells me the Paul George move. Yeah. And I was like, God damn. Now the funniest thing about this was I don't know, four or five days earlier, I said, um, I'm calling Kawhi two-year deal to Toronto. Yeah. Okay, if you've paid attention to this show over the last 20 years, I've seen two NBA games, three? <laughs> yeah. Like, and all of you are like, well, not all of you, but there were a handful of you who were like, well, you were wrong. Uh, yeah, you ever fucking gone to the track with me? Holy fuck. I fucking worked at the track for seven years. Like, if you go to Del Mar and I, I fucking ruin your day because I can't pick a winner all yeah. day, fuck yeah. But I'm like, if you dumb shits are looking to me, yeah. 
for the NBA, you're you're more fucked up than I am. But I I loved it. Yeah. I found it hysterical because I was like, oh, oh, maybe I've maybe I've fooled all of you. <laughs> I didn't have it. I don't know anybody in the. Who the fuck do I know? I know Al Horton. <laughs> What do you think I'm calling uh, a jury? Messiah no. jury? You no. think he and I? I don't talk to anybody. You think I know Woj? <laughs> oh boy, fucking Craig Elston. Yeah. Ah, oh, you were wrong. I go. Well, Craig I'm Elston went after you. Yeah, the you, scarf. You should just throw back. And go, don't even start. I just told him I'll be crushed all day. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I like, yeah, shit. Guess what? Like, look at my baseball predictions. Yeah. I, w- I watch a lot more baseball. Nobody says shit. I haven't had a Super Bowl winner in about 10 years. Fuck, I can't pick a UFC fight to save my life. And you fuckers are jumping up and down because I got the NBA. I was dying. All right. Well, Mike, well, you're the dumbest fucking people in the history of mankind. So it's funny. You and I are both driving back from L.A. to San Diego at the same time. I'm about 30 miles ahead of you. Yeah. And we're both driving back, and I'm listening to different radio, and Josh is in the passenger seat, and he yells it out first. Oh, my God, Kawhi's going to the Clippers. Oh, my God, Paul Jort, like back-to-back. Right. And he just puts his like <laughs> head on his knees like he was so sick. He really wanted Kawhi and the Lakers. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't one of those that was devastated. Yeah, I did want Kawhi and the Lakers, but here's how I looked at it. Two weeks ago, I was on cloud nine that Anthony Davis was a Laker. Right. So we have LeBron and we have Anthony Davis. Right. And I'm going, this is going to be great. And we got to keep Kuzma. I'm great. Then when the Kawhi thing came up, I'm like, oh, my God. Kawhi wasn't even in the conversation until two weeks ago. We thought for sure Kawhi's going to be a Clipper or a Raptor. Uh-huh. Not going to the Lakers, but he's going to be either a Clipper or a Raptor. Then all of a sudden, it seemed like, oh, my God, he is going to the Lakers. When the whole thing ended up going the way, and it, well, I wasn't devastated on it. Yeah, it didn't go the way I 100% wanted. But uh, at the same time, Kawhi's a weird dude. Yeah. And I and I understand he's a San Diego State guy, and people get upset when you say that. He's a weird guy. Yeah, and he and he kind of fucked Toronto big time. He paralyzed Toronto from even having a chance to compete. Right, which he, is kind of a dick move, dude. One hundred percent. Not only did he fuck Toronto, he fucked Oklahoma City. Yeah, he. Well, they're 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 lined up much better than uh, not really. You think than Oklahoma Toronto? City, well, the, yeah, with all the draft picks, they yeah. are they are lined up better. But as far as if you're a fan of the Raptors, yeah, you're, you just want a, a championship. You don't know what the fuck your franchise is because you can't even make moves right now. No. So if you're Oklahoma City, you are completely stuck. Now you're trying to get rid of Westbrook, who definitely doesn't want to be there, who, by the way, was in San Diego when the whole thing happened. Really? Yeah, Russell Westbrook comes to San Diego every summer, happened to be here right when all that shit went down. My favorite thing was a year ago on, um, on July, I think, 6, 2018, they declared it. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul George Day. Did. From here on out. Fourth of July, two days later, it's Paul George Day. Yes. He didn't even last a fucking year. And no. Out he goes. But so when you look at it, you go, oh my gosh, man. Kawhi really did kind of fuck a couple people. Yeah. And, and when people talk about what's good for the NBA, bad for the NBA, parody, all that shit, the Lakers are going to be okay. The Clippers are going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck Toronto rebounds or what their plan is now. I don't know what the fuck oklahoma city does and who's ever going to want to go there i mean you're really going to have to hit on these draft picks uh i listened to the play-by-play voice of the raptors come down here tonight okay thought he was great he talked about how that community has gotten behind the raptors yeah and i was up there for right kind of during the playoffs 
and it was great. And I I thought the point that this guy made tonight, uh, it's Mark Jones' brother. Okay. Uh, and I I can't remember his name, but I thought he was really good, Dave. He said the one thing that this Raptors team, after Kawhi has left and Danny Green has left, yeah. the one thing you don't want to do tonight is panic. Panic and overcompensate and try of to course. fill that void. Of course. He said, uh, come back with the guys that you have in place. See, right? You're going you're gonna to go with Kyle Lowry. You're going to go. You're still kind of in the mid part of the East. And he said, and then you're going to have money available and you're going to have the opportunity. He said that happens every year. He's been the voice of the Raptors for 20 plus years. Yeah. And he goes, you're going to have, there's going to be a team that's going to fall out of it. You're going to have the opportunity to make trades for guys. But he said right now with nobody on the market and the honeymoon in that community going on, they don't look at it. I haven't really, I haven't talked to a lot of people in Toronto about it since it happened look man i i could tell you as a twins fan that's probably the best comparison is when the twins won the world championship yes when they won the world series in 87 and 91 in a market that hadn't had a championship they were able you had complete faith in ownership management and i think if you're a raptors fan you should have complete faith in the ownership group in Messiah Jiri, who didn't leave, could have left. In Nick Nurse. And now you go, okay, Kawhi left. To me, the thing that pissed me off tonight is he said there's talk that the Raptors may retire Kawhi's number. And I'm like, don't do that. What is the big hurry with his retired numbers? He just left you for your neighbor's yeah, wife. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the big hurry for this? Yeah. I don't, the, the Warriors have announced two retire numbers already. I don't get that either. I think you thank Kawhi. Yeah. Thank you he very much. He was there for one year. You thank Danny Green, and you move on. But, Dave, I agree with you. I don't think he ever had any intent of going back there. I don't think he should be punished for that. No, not at all. He's given the opportunity to go. And when he comes back, you give him the big ovation. Yeah, right? why not? Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, basically, he brought you your first championship. Absolutely. Can never take that away from you. But... The path he took just kind of hurt them for future decisions. Yeah, I mean, you're a little locked in. I'm looking at their roster right now, and outside of Kyle Lowry, there's not another superstar on the team. And they're old. They're the oldest team in the league. But they have the ability right now to ride that wave, and they still were going to be the oldest team if he had gone back. Yeah, absolutely. How old do you think Kawhi is? Do you know? Hmm. Well, let me see. He's older than you think, I will tell you that. Yeah, it's seven years. Is he 28? 28. Yeah, doing the 28. Math. And so Anthony Davis is two years younger than him. Yeah. Kuzma is 20, just turned 24. I think. I, I'm uh, just saying, out of all those guys, when you talk about the Lakers, could have been it, Kawhi with his bad knees is 28 years old. Took 22 games off. Yeah. 20, he's, dude, the most he's ever played, I think, is 73. But here's, here's the greatest thing that comes out of that Toronto will be fine. And they'll kind of go back into the shadows. Yeah. We'll see if they're a playoff team. But for Southern California basketball fans, I'm looking at a Laker fan base. I'm looking at a Laker fan base that is going to face a Clipper team that has not one but two guys that you thought were coming to your team, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And when those guys get introduced. Oh, it's great. In that first game. Yeah. 
Clippers against Lakers. What is that Lakers? Forever. Not even it's not, awesome. e- not even the first game. Forever. It's you like finally Celtics got a rivalry. Lakers. You finally got right. a rivalry. Right. And if they both make it to the Western Conference Finals, nobody's getting on planes. Right. It's it's for <laughs> for the NBA. I know you don't have anything, Becky's. If I was the NBA, honestly, I would take the West Coast games and say we got to start these games at six o'clock. God we, damn, we can't go at seven thirty. It's ten thirty back east. And then with Boogie Cousins yeah. and Rondo joining the Lakers, Pat Beverly on the Clippers, I was like, God dang! This the is Clippers crazy. have three All Stars. You got Lou Williams, who was an All Star last right. year, right? Yeah, it's, it was also a former Laker. It is, and most importantly, you have Jerry West, right? And Jerry West is responsible for every single Los Angeles Lakers championship, either as a player or a front office person. And what he's done with the Clippers has been absolutely incredible. Let me make this really, really clear for all of you in this town. Yeah. Because there's a lot of you that don't get it. I'm glad you're going to get to this. So let me tell you this. The fucking Clippers were the original Chargers. And if you try to tell me that it doesn't matter because they were only here six years in the end, you're a fucking liar. You're right. You don't know shit. You're fucking changing the narrative to make it work for you. Pete yep. and Point Loma couldn't be a bigger fucking disappointment <laughs> because as a guy, he fucking let me down. He let Billy down. He let Steve Verissimo down. He let Pointer Dave down and all the rest of us in Pointer Nation. And Don be- Larson. Fucking Don Larson. God bless him. He does not need this shit. This fucking guy sitting there in a summer dress yesterday, wavering back and forth if he should be. Nobody's been a louder critic of the Spanos family than Pete and Point Loma. And just because you were not here doesn't mean that whole fucking team can go fuck themselves. If you're from San Diego, it's really simple. Fuck the Clippers and fuck the Chargers. Yes. And if you're all of a sudden going to blow the Clippers... Then fuck you. I hope the Chargers win and shove it right up your ass. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. Fuck you and fuck anybody else that tries to tell me that because there are only 5,000 of us in that building, that because we got fucked over first, it doesn't matter. Fuck you. Sterling told this city, suck my fucking dick. And Pete Point Loma was like, for how long? (laughs) Fucking A. Guy I love like a brother, and I got to fucking slap him around yesterday. I just don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, I had Steve Woods. Hey, cheer for... Who the fuck asked you? Yeah. Go fucking wash your Dirk Nowitzki jersey, you fucking dink. You don't know shit. You were fucking playing uh, Cure albums three years ago. Now, all of a sudden, you're fucking Jack Murphy. (laughs) Sit the fuck down. (laughs) I got this fucking guy. Yeah. It's really simple. If you're going to bitch about the Chargers, which I respect... 100%. 100%. I'm with you. I understand I the fight. I never cheered for that team, but I've always said to you, yes. even though I was inside, I knew the city leaders didn't give a shit. They didn't believe anybody, and they pushed him out of town. Dean's fault, too. Even though I never gave a shit about that team, I've always respected it. Yep. But I loved that Clipper team. And yeah, they, you did. And they fucked us. Yep. So don't be a fucking dummy. And go, oh, you know, well, hey, it wasn't the same. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, it was. Don't change the narrative to make it work for your storyline because now all of a sudden you want to go buy a Kawhi jersey. Go ahead. But when you buy your Kawhi jersey, buy your fucking Melvin Gordon jersey too. You 100% nailed it. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. And I'm sitting there watching and I'm going, this doesn't make any sense. None yeah. of this makes any sense. And now you're trying to justify Ugh. how it's okay to be a Clipper fan. You hate LA. You hate everything LA and you hate bad ownership. Right. 
And now all of a sudden. Because Bomber owns the team, it's not the same story? Right. Well, then you got Ben Higgins. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, who writes, hey, maybe Steve Ballmer will bring it back down here. Sure Do he any of you in San Diego, I understand you're a victim of the Union Tribune, which is horseshit. So let me help some of you out that continue yes. to drive this narrative. Like you're trying to drive the Joe side, bring the Brooklyn Nets narrative here. Here's why it doesn't work. Steve Ballmer just bought a huge parcel of land in Inglewood. And if you're looking on a map, the forum, which is owned by Madison Square Garden, is one bookend. In the middle is the new NFL stadium where they're also going to put the NFL network. And they're putting a theater similar to Microsoft Live. That's going in there. That's kind of the middle. And on the right side is where Steve Ballmer has just bought a huge parcel of land. He has bought that land for one intention, one intention only. He is building an arena in Inglewood. Yep. Pay attention. This fucking story's been going on for a year. And for anybody to think for a second that it would cross his mind to go, hey, let's go down to San Diego where they can't get anything. Stop. Exactly. It's everything that makes us Mayberry by the beach when you talk shit like that. It's not reality. It's not even close to reality. It's ridiculous. Don't you think Steve Ballmer would try and move them to Seattle before he tried to move them to San Diego? Absolutely, because they have a brand new arena going in for the NHL team. But he's not doing that. He looks at and goes, Inglewood, which has been a horrible part of L.A. for 30 Ever. years, yep. is now all of a sudden being redeveloped, and I can jump in and buy a huge parcel of land and build an arena before the NFL goes in there, and I could probably get it for 35 cents on the dollar. And that's what he did. Yes. He's not coming here. I don't know why we have to try to lick our wounds with this bullshit that everybody is lined up to get the key to the city to bring shit here. If Joe Sy was going to bring anything here, you don't think there would have been talk already about a new arena? Where, nobody's talking about a new arena. Can't get a fucking soccer team here. Can't do anything in this town. And it and look, I don't blame Ben. I'm just saying that as soon as Kawhi comes out, oh well, you know what? Maybe this opens the door for Balmer to come here, and people run with that like it's fucking reality. It's Jesus Christ, it's embarrassing. Hundred percent agree with you. Everything you just said, he completely nailed it. And it doesn't make any sense why we keep falling for it. It makes you look even smaller than what you are. Quit sitting there begging at the door for scraps. Right. Come on, it's not going to happen. Do you think Kyrie Irving would have possibly signed with the Nets if they were in San Diego? No, he's an East Coast guy. There's no way they're moving the fucking Nets here. There's no. nowhere to play. They're going to leave Barclays it. Center yeah. in the number one media market. Please. And fucking Ted Mendenhall, who I love like a brother, writes, uh, hey, they could play at Viejas for a couple years. Yeah, I'm going to leave Staples Center. <laughs> no luxury boxes. I'm going to leave Staples Center when I have the two hottest guys in L.A., arguably, on my team, but I'm going to leave them so I can play at Viejas Arena where you got to run up 99 flights of stairs to take a piss. Yes. Goddamn, sign me up. <laughs> Not only that, when the Lakers come here, they play in the sports arena. They don't even They're play that even there. They're not coming anymore. Because it's not even safe. It's They're ridiculous. They're Ontario. Please. Yeah. It, it is embarrassing. It's you just did. embarrassing. Someone asked me the other day when I was at Dodger Stadium asking me if 
they still have the San Diego Sports Arena. And I yeah. said, yeah, they do. And he says, Jesus, I thought the LA Sports Arena was a dump till I been that went to that place. Now I will say this, yeah. Well, the LA Sports Arena was it wasn't worse than the San Diego Sports. Yeah, Arena. Yeah, it, it was. was. Oh bullshit! I was bullshit. in both of them. You're wrong. I wish you were. We didn't in have that... mattresses hanging from the side. I wish you were in the LA Sports all Arena right. on Friday. No tribute show. You know exactly. Don't sit there all stunned. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> it means you'd have been in the rubble. Right? Do I need to remind you? Rocky was filmed in the LA Sports Arena. Little hand coming out, and looking at like, all of us like giving Carrie? you a finger. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son now, yes. here's the thing. Here is the only people that I give a pass to on the Clippers and the only people I give a pass to on the Chargers. There are people in this community that, while disappointed by the teams moving, have never quit on those teams. Yes. I look at Sean Walcheff. He's still a Charger fan. All right. I know plenty of people that hate that team. But Sean, for one, happens to be a Charger fan. Yeah. If that team goes on and wins a Super Bowl and Sean and Johnny Bolt Pride and all of those guys want to celebrate, hey, man, it's not my team, but go ahead. You never jumped off the bandwagon. I have a buddy, Jeff King, who stayed a Clipper fan, was a Clipper fan as a kid when they got here way before I got and has never stopped being a Clipper fan. Never stopped. Has fought that battle for five years on Jesus. social media, if not longer. Has been a fan nonstop and watched every horrible thing. He is grandfathered in. So when he celebrated the other day, I didn't give him any shit because I'm like, dude, this guy's seen so much bad yeah. basketball from this team, including those nights at the sports arena. But if you're anybody in San Diego, whether Steve Ballmer's the owner now or Kawhi Leonard, don't. Look, maybe you go, hey, I don't I don't give a shit about the Chargers leaving. Yeah, I still watch them and play. All right, then I'll fucking give you a pass on the clips. I'm with you. If you're like, shit, I don't care. I, I never really went to the games. I just watch them on TV. I, I give you a complete pass. Yeah. But if you're somebody that's been incredibly vocal about the Chargers and everything they did to this city, man, you got some fucking balls all of a sudden being a Clipper fan. You couldn't be a bigger fucking phony. Did you see Canapa today in the paper? Oh, shit. What did he write about? <laughs> trying to Ernest get, Hemingway? Trying to, <laughs> trying to get Don Coriel in the Hall of Fame. Oh, what column was that from? 1979? Dude, Boy, he's, that, he's real timely. It, it's, <laughs> it's almost to the point. Do you remember people who used to smoke weed all the time? Yeah. And they said, man, they got to legalize this shit. They wouldn't stop talking about legalizing yeah. weed. And finally, when they legalize it, like, well, at least they shut the fuck up. I almost went Cordial just to get in the Hall of Fame so this guy will shut the fuck up. Well, I get the argument today. Enough. Be because the vote comes the day before the Super Bowl. Jesus. So it's, we're sitting here seven months away from the fucking AFC championship game. I can understand why he's so excited. <laughs> Holy shit. Did he, did he do his March Madness brackets too? Yes. Insane. It's just fucking crazy as hell. But I'll tell you what, it's the only reason I still get the papers for whatever the fuck he Nick's going to say on Sunday. I just got to see it. And then I go, I yell at it every day, every every weekend, I mean. All right. I, I yelled at Pete and Point Loma earlier, it. but I got to give him credit. For what? He, what is, you know, he works for the school district. Yes, I do. We got to get him back to work. I'm concerned he's having a breakdown because he's the only guy I've other, ever seen other than maybe my great grandmother who goes through the newspaper with a highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> He 
and a magnifying glass. Takes AC's. I die laughing every time. Is he sitting at the kitchen table? So mad. Give me that orange highlighter. And I know Pete's wife. She is the sweetest person in the history of San Diego. He's the best guy in San Diego. <laughs> I just was so mad at him the other day. I fucking love that guy. He's bored. He's trying to find That's something exactly to do. That's exactly what he is, right? He needs something to root for. He's bored. He's going to be bored for two more months. And the best thing was <laughs> his buddy yeah. and our guy, Billy, who has no time for any bullshit, just told him, Pete, stop. You're better than that. <laughs> My best. Lock it up. When people say you're better than that, it makes you literally <laughs> stop. Am I better than that? Okay, here's one final thing, and then you can do whatever. Yes. We continue to have people on social media that jump into conversations that don't involve you. Yeah. And today, I did what I love to do, Dave, on Dodger Baseball Day. And I missed the, I missed the Dodger Padre game today, but uh, I knew about it right away. I put the picture up. Oh, okay. Of you, me, and Garve. Yes. And I do it for you and me and about Costa, Al Horton, Geffner. It's about 20 of us that like it. That every day I take you a little further out of the picture. It's Dave's favorite player. The Dodgers are his favorite team. And I crop him a little bit further out of the picture every time. That's great. And I always talk about how me and Garve are looking forward to another Padre win. Did you send it to Garve this time? Over the Dodgers. No. Oh, you didn't include him? I just sent it. So the guy who jumps in today was Barry Bloom. Oh, he did? And Barry Bloom writes, yeah, right. <laughs> and I go, hey, Boomer, stay in your lane. <laughs> you don't you go. Stay in his lane. <laughs> yeah. I go, don't, don't badmouth the garb. And he writes back. He goes, he's not getting the joke at all. He goes, Garvey works for the Dodgers. I go, well, you know he'd rather be here. And then he wrote, don't tell me to stay in my lane. He told you don't say, he got mad when you said that to him. No, he knew I was. Where the hell does he, where does he live? Does he live, where Arizona. He does? But Barry Bloom is a guy that, I've known Barry for, what, 20? Oh, at least, 25 years, 26 years. 25 years. Yeah. Have sat in the press box and talked to him about Jack McKeon and Larry Boa and Kevin Mitchell, and all these guys that he was on the beat for, I get a huge kick out of him. Yeah. Immediately, we have somebody go, Barry, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Barry. And I'm like, oh, shit. He doesn't care. And I said, I go, look. It's a guy I've known 20 years. I can bust his balls. I could screw around with him. I could do whatever. It doesn't involve you. Yeah. Don't get all worked up about it. Calm down. I don't come over when you're talking to your uncle and jump into the conversation and just tell your uncle, hey, you're a real prick. (laughs) It's the same thing with this is my thing. And Dave, I think you are the same way with me. When we got into this. For the entire history of this show, yeah, we've always been smart asses. Hundred percent, say yes. shit that the next day we probably regret. Yeah, sometimes upset somebody. Yes, and for us, when we came in, Dave and I would say every time in 1998 when we would go into press boxes, Dave, I'm going to give you a list of guys and tell tell me 
if the feeling was immediately, this guy fucking hates us. <laughs> yes, all the time. Phil Collier. I got along with Phil for and, a long time. Uh, and yeah. then I pissed him off once. Yeah, because you wouldn't let him up about Garvey. I had being Garvey in the questions home. all the time. And then Bill Center. I thought for sure Bill hated us. Uh, Would have bet everything I had that Bill hated us. Barry Bloom. You know what? I wasn't so sure. I would have guessed more hated us. Yeah. yeah. All, all these guys, right? Nick. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, without a doubt, hated us. Yeah. We yeah. were convinced that yeah. all the old timers. Yes. That had seen shit. Yes. And I, I didn't talk to Barry as much as probably you did. Yeah. Know what I always thought about Barry every time I saw Barry? What's what, that? What was written on that stall in the men's bathroom at the press box at Qualcomm. Someone took a Sharpie and wrote on the door, on the wall, Barry Bloom sucks cock. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. And it's, and, and it's funny because every year they would like paint the bathrooms and clean yeah. up. Dude, they always left that up. Damn it was up there for 20 years. And I'm like, Jesus. If you're Barry, you've had to use that bathroom at some point or another. Yeah. And you'd think, well, next game I come down bringing a Sharpie and I'm going to scrape right. that out. No, right. it just stayed up there forever. They're like fucking John Maffey gets a free yeah. pass. <laughs> he got a pass. So every time I would see it, I'd go, fuck, man, that's crazy. And then right. and then I'd look at Barry and I'd go, man, aren't you embarrassed that somebody no. wrote that about you? I know who wrote it, too. Do you? Yeah, I do. Do know I know him? Yes, you do. No. I'm going to send you a text right All now. All right, I'm going to look at it. I have an idea. Do you really? Yeah, send me a text and let me see if it's who it is. Okay, I will. I'm going to start laughing. Yeah, you'll laugh your ass off. It's, but it, it's like anything Yeah. where you go, there's no way these guys are ever going to like us or have any appreciation for us. And, and we got along with every one of them. Yeah. And Barry Bloom said to me the last time I saw him, he goes, you know why I like you? Because you stir shit up. Like I used to. That's cool. See? That's good stuff. Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. That's exactly what I do. What, really? You can yeah. brag about it, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I won't put that up there because that's slander. But that's it. Kernan, Bill Center, Canapa, Maffey. Yeah. All those dudes that were around for 30 years that would put up with our bullshit. Barry. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I like all those. Jerry Gross. Jerry Gross. Fuck, man, all the old timers. When you came in, because I was, and I don't know how many of the new guys they liked. Dave, I don't feel like they liked a lot of the new guys. No, I don't think they did either. I think our show probably was one of those that go, this is different than everybody else, and eventually they started to listen and like the show. Yeah. They laughed. They had to laugh at some of that shit. But I think, too, they knew the fact that we liked those guys and respected those yeah, guys. we did. So if Barry Bloom jumps in and tells me I'm full of shit, Trust me, it's about the 700th time he's told me I'm full of shit in our 22 years. And I tell him, ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. But yeah, you don't have to immediately jump in if you don't understand it. Barry yeah. and I can handle it by ourselves. Yeah. I get it, what the guys said, Dave. He doesn't know any shit about analytics. All right. <laughs> Goddamn. Pays his taxes, to the best of my knowledge, if I had a guess. How, how sold are you, by the way, on these analytics? I mean, when you sit there and people throw you war numbers all the time, do you, does it make you sick? You're like, I don't give a fuck. I know what the record is. Right. And I know where the standings are. And don't throw war at me. I'm, I'm burnt out on it. Right. I, I will tell you, though. Yeah. I will tell you, it it didn't matter before. Uh, with the Padres hitting home runs, yeah. I guess everybody hitting home runs. Yeah. I kind of like that exit velocity. Do you, I do, too. I think that's kind of cool, too. I got to tell you something. 
We're going to go through this real quick, but I was at the Dodger game, and if you're a Padre fan, you're going to like what I have to say, so I recommend you stay around. I'm going to tell you something I saw on Friday Okay. that I was like, wow, that, that, that was something I didn't expect, and, and I think for a lot of people who are Padre fans should be really pleased by it. I want to mention uh, the guys that helped this show go, and I want to start off with Dan Williams. Dan Williams, we tell you all the time. It's really an important phone call because a lot of people don't understand exactly what direction they're going with their finances. A lot of people don't want to put the time into it. I know a lot of people, they get those bills and they pull them out and they just throw them in the drawer and they act like if they're in the drawer, they're going to go away. They don't want to spend the time trying to figure out what they need to save on. Nobody likes the word budget. Right. But at the same time, when you look at what your expenses are and how long you have to live and the average person's living longer and longer every single year, a guy like Dan Williams is a guy you want to call. It's a very important phone call. Dan Williams' number is 858-688-6813. can get you on track for the rest of your life. 858-688-6813. Dave, there is nothing more stressful than when the first of the month comes, and if you have been in that situation where the money coming in is not going to cover the money that needs to go out, it can make you absolutely crazy, stressful, uh, can (laughs) impact relationships, right? All kinds of crazy shit. That's why I love Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. You can get it at at SD. uh, Where's my sheet, Dave? I don't know what happened to anything. Let me see. I had all my notes are here. Can't remember a goddamn thing. (laughs) San Diego Lending.us slash Dave Jeff. That's where you get the book. I want to make sure that I get you that correct information because it really, really is so important. And then Dan's second book, which is dedicated to those of you in the military, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Now, being a large supporter of the Honor Foundation, Dan is there to help. Both of those books for free. San Diego Lending, you, uh, US slash Dave Jeff. Get those books and find out for yourself because as bad a feeling as it is, when the money comes in, doesn't cover the money going out, it's even a better feeling When it does and you still have money left over, Dan can help you get there. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Taylor and May Pools. More than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor doing a great job with Taylor Made Pools. His schedule is starting to get full because people are realizing it is getting hot. It would be nice to save money and not have to go somewhere to to get a little bit wet. Taylor Made Pools can help you put that dream pool right in your backyard. Make sure you call Alan Taylor, 619 449 4452 619-449-4452. I was in L.A. over the weekend, and at the hotel where you're at, you ever see those hotels where there, it just kind of looks like there's a gathering of dirt yeah. in the bottom? There's cracks on the wall, and it's just, you go, that doesn't look like fun. It looks like shit. Yeah. That doesn't look like any place you want to hang out. It looks like if I hang out there, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a gaping sore on my foot. <laughs> Well, don't do that. If you look at those and you see pools that look that way, yeah, that's not the way you want your pool to look. That's why you're going to call tailor-made pools. Man, it can be absolutely beautiful. David's funny. I'm planning. I'm getting the heck out of town coming up for about a week, and that's going to happen sometime probably. I don't know that it'll happen in August, but it'll happen in September. Okay. And... It's one of those things where you look at it and you go, man, I can pretty much go anywhere. Money's not really going to be an issue. It's yeah. just when everything wraps up and I got a little dough, I'm going to get the fuck out of town, go recharge, and then come back and get after it. And it's one of those things, Dave. All of a sudden you look at it you go, well, what goes into all of it? How long's the flight? Right? What's the cost of it? The hotel? And I'm telling you, if you had a house with a tailor-made pool in the backyard, 
you wouldn't have to worry about any of that. You could be in the same situation as me where you go, man, I just need three, four days to recharge. Shit, the four-day weekend that we just got off of, we go, you know what? I'm just going to put beers in the fridge, fire up the grill. I'm going to hang by the pool, not have to worry with traffic, the commute, or anything else. Man, those pools are gorgeous. You'll love it. Call TaylorMade Pools. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Don't forget about Brian Curry. So many people right now are trying to decide what they're going to do before the kids go back to school. If you're looking for that upgrade in your house or looking for something a little bit smaller, we tell you all the time, Brian Curry is your guy. Brian's the guy that develops those relationships. He's been so successful over 20-plus years because everything is word of mouth. And because people have a great experience with him, they want to share his name to the next person looking to uh, buy a house or get something that's smaller like a condo. Brian Kerr is your guy. The other day I talked to him, sent me a picture in his, of his office, what it looks yeah. like. Has a picture of Jake right there above oh, his desk. Oh, man. Keeps it there all the time, which I really, really appreciate. That was really cool. But Brian's a great guy. 619-251-1588. When he works with you, you become the number one customer. 619-251-1588. He does all the heavy lifting, so you don't have to do it. 20 years as a Navy pilot, so you know he has seen a few things. And then... He has been at absolute the top of the real estate game. Dave, I was in Mission Hills the other day. Yeah. And I, I say this all the time. There are so many neighborhoods, whether it's Point Loma or Mission Hills, East Lake, so many really cool hidden gems in this community. Yeah, we know La Jolla and Del Mar, Coronado or Carlsbad, but Oceanside, Lucadia, so many cool parts of town that where you go, man, the schools are great, close to work, families are nice. But how do I find the the perfect home for me and my family? Simple. It's a phone call to Brian Curry. He's our guy. He'll be your guy as well. Absolutely. And don't forget, we I will t set it straight because we're trying to tell you where we're going to be on Tuesday. If yeah. you want to come and see us, our plans are going to change from this Tuesday to the following Tuesday. But at the same time, doesn't mean you shouldn't get in touch with the people at Hot Sauces and More dot com. Again, it's the letter N, Hot Sauces and More dot com the big green egg i'm seeing it everywhere oh yeah it's really amazing because it was one of those things if you didn't point it out to me i wouldn't know because i'm not the biggest barbecue guy my wife's the one that does all the barbecue and jeff loves to do it yep but at the same time the big green egg makes it that much easier hot sauces and more they're ahead of the curve make sure you contact them you go see them jeff and i will be there not this tuesday but the following tuesday in the otai ranch mall oh man dave it's unbelievable the selection now the other great thing that we have coming up, and we're going to try to set this up for around August 1st. If we can do it around August 1st, I'm trying to think. It might be in Chicago that week. But when okay. we get back, we're going to go down to Hot Sauces and more. We're going to set it up for the Hot Sauce Tasting Challenge. And we're going to do it. We're going to have some fun with the guys. I know Pete and Point Loma's in. I know Amazon's in. But we're just going to go down again. We're just going to see... Remember that song when guys were doing... Remember when you were a kid and they'd fucking make you do the limbo? Yeah. And it was like, how low can you go? Yeah. But it's going to see how hot can you go. Are you going to get in there and try it for a little bit? Dude, I'll try a couple. I'll try a couple till I just go, okay, I can't take it anymore. Right. Yeah. And while I razzed him all night for being a Clipper fan, I know Pete and Point Loma will fucking school us. That's fine. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Amazon said he's in. We're looking for other people that want to go down... Hang out. Just have a great night at the Otay Ranch Mall. Hang out with Brian and the team from uh, Hot Sauces and more. Maybe we'll talk to him about firing up one of the big green eggs. 
We'll just go hang out and see what we can do, see how far we can go. We may have to chug a few Coronas down there, get rid of the pain. There you go. And don't forget, finally, Kyle Fluger, the guy for your website. To make your business look that much better, if you're starting a brand new business, you got to make Kyle your first call, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. nobody better to get it. It's the difference between you and the guy across the street. Take a look at our website. Bunch of new content coming, including the newsletter. We're going to start getting all that stuff put together. We've got contests coming up. There are going to be blogs coming up and all kinds of fun stuff. We have to start looking ahead towards our next charity event. Dave, uh, we have to have one because both the Lake Elsinore Storm and Fort, uh, Fort Wayne. Okay. The Tin Caps signed have sent signed baseballs for our event. Yeah. I got two Ryan Weathers signed baseballs today. So Fort Wayne has helped out. That is courtesy of John Conniff and the good guys at Matt Fryers. So all of that is going to happen coming up over the next couple of weeks because those baseballs are here to help raise money, uh, whether we're doing it for suicide prevention. We just got to connect a few dots. Yeah. We're going to get that together for Jake's projects. But all of those baseballs that have been donated by Matt Fryers we're going to use so you have the opportunity to raise some money for some very good charities. I do want to say this yeah. real quick and then tell me about Friday night. Yesterday, um, I sent Scott Kaplan a text message. And I said, hey, do you want to come on the show tomorrow night? Do you want to come on and give people an update about what's going on with 1090? And he goes, yeah, I should be around. So I said, okay, I'll text you and we'll see. We'll start it up. So the plan had been to get Kaplan on tonight. Yes. Well, he had agreed to it, which is fine. And then tomorrow, he's got his own show coming up where he's going to give a, an update on 1090. So I did text him tonight, and I didn't hear back from him, which is fine. I don't really know, Dave, that there's a big need to bring him back on Tuesday if he's going to tell us everything tomorrow at 3. But I know uh, a few of you were fired up to hear it. It's not like Scott had locked in and committed. He said, hey, if I'm around, I'll be happy to do it to give you the plug. But if you were here tonight to hear the 1090 update, we were trying all night to get him for a few minutes, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Okay, uh, good deal. A couple things um, before I tell you about the, the, the Padre deal. So there are a couple of baseball books that I, I have bought all right, recently, and I told him, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, reader. I'm not one of those guys that will sit there and say, I got to get this book or the last book I read. It just seems like time is short. I don't have time to yeah. go through a lot of books. So I bought two books in the last couple of weeks. One is I bought this Ron Polk baseball book. Now, do you know who Ron Polk is? You probably mm -hmm. heard the name. He was at Mississippi State from like 1976 through 1997. He's been coaching since 1966. And it's the guide to baseball. And it's like as thick as a goddamn yellow pages. Okay. I mean, you're, okay. you get this shit in the mail. And you're like, oh my God. Wow. I'm not going to get through this shit. And it's one of those things he said he put it together because everywhere he went when he used to speak about baseball, people would say to him, hey, can I get a copy of that? And he would hand make 30 copies, give them to his players, and then ask for them back at the end of the year. So I opened this fucking, <laughs> open this fucking book up. This is the same guy that used to coach Will Clark and yeah, Bobby Thigpen okay, yeah. and Ralph El Palmero. Page one it says on there, your hair can go over your earlobes, but it can't go below your earlobes. Page two, what? Your sideburns can't go past your. Ear I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on here? <laughs> What's going on here? Then it goes into, if you are a smoker of cigarettes or cigars, you have to declare before the season. Otherwise, you're going to be suspended from the team. 
But if you're addicted, you have to uh, declare before the season. It's okay to smoke. Chewing tobacco, 100% okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just don't spit on the floor. And I'm like, am I going to go through the whole fucking book like it's 1976? This motherfucker, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, somewhere somebody's updated this shit, start pulling stuff out. Doesn't doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. It's ridiculous. So I just asked you about war a second yeah. ago. So when I was uh, in Arizona a couple weeks ago, I was talking to the analytics department from the Cleveland Indians just because okay. I was curious. You know, I, I want to know what are people looking at now? Because the game's not the same game it was when you and I fell in love with it. Yeah. Guys don't bunt. Guys don't guys don't steal. They have major shifts, all that shit that goes on now. But so I was told the book you have to get, and so many people love to send us baseball stats all the, all the time. It's called The MVP Machine. And it's basically what Major League Baseball is and where it's going as far as analytics go. So if you're one of those people that are all in a war and understand all the different stats that are coming this way and why these things are important, and I guess they are because all 30 teams follow it, yeah. the book is called The MVP Machine is what it, what it is right now. So I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet, but I have a feeling I'm, I'm going to probably fall asleep probably 30 seconds <laughs> into this book. Do you remember when we watched we read Moneyball? Yeah. And they brought in Bill James in that part right. and ruined the whole goddamn book? Right. And you're like, shit, it's awful. So anyway, going to the Padre part, the part that, that you might have interest in. I get to Dodger Stadium early on Friday, and the visiting team takes batting practice last. All okay. right? So I walk in when, when Machado and Tatis are taking BP. Okay. Holy shit, dude. I know you've seen them play, and we've all right. seen them and go, they're really good. Machado, dude, constantly hitting the ball out of Dodger Stadium. Out of the stadium. Fuck. Only four guys have ever done it in history. Yeah. And I understand it's a BP, but still, the fucking guy, is a, not only is an all-star type player and he hits like that, it's not like Billy Ashley, who was a complete five o'clock hitter, could do it at five, but couldn't do it during the game. Yeah. Machado is insane. Then I look at Tatis, who's 20, and he can do it, and he's just smoking line drive after line drive right into the back wall of the Dodger bullpen, which is fucking far. And I'm going, this might be as impressive as I've ever seen. Between Hunter Renfro, Reyes, Tatis, and Machado, I'd put them in the same group when the Dodgers used to have uh, Piazza, Caros, Mondesi, yeah. those guys. Mondesi, yeah. And then when you saw Conseco and McGuire come to town, remember that, how yeah. crazy that was? These guys are insane. And I understand the uproar why the, none of these guys are in the home run hitting contest and you want to see more Padres. Look, it's coming down the road. My guess is with Tatis not getting in this year, he's going to make it the next 17 years. I mean, everyone's going to know who Tatis is by the end of the year, whether you're it's a baseball a fan in New York or a baseball fan in San Francisco. You're going to know who Tatis is. And, he, look, he missed, you know, 33% of the season so far. It, yeah. It's nothing. Overall, it's fucking nothing because everyone understands he's the most exciting guy in the National League. Uh, amazing. And don't you think, from what we've seen, that those guys kind of feed off of each other? I think that's yeah. good. I, I tell you what, and I know people ripped the shit out of me when I got a Machado earlier in the year for not hustling in Toronto. When Tatis hits a ground ball and he almost beats it out every fucking time, right. I love it. I just yeah. As a baseball fan, I love it that it takes almost a perfect play to throw him out on a routine ground ball. I, I think those guys, man, it's an absolute blast to watch them. All right, before we get out of here, I just got a text message back from Kaplan okay. saying you still on. I said, yeah, you good for a few minutes. Should we try to cold call him? Go ahead. Call him right now. Okay. Is it plugged up through the... It's uh, all plugged up. Okay. Let's see if he goes through. Say it out loud as you dial. <laughs> right? Let's see. Let's see if we get him. Give it a second. Well, he was right. I know. That's what I'm saying. 
I don't know what he's doing. What's he doing over there? I never know what he's doing. All right, I'm going to, because I don't want it to come on. You've reached 619 123 no, no, no. right? Oh, no. Uh, so we did try to get him. So he had sent whatever. If you were tuning in for the 1090 update, really the thing that I wanted to get out of him was just on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. how confident are you that you're going to be able to do it? Yeah, I'm curious to know. So he just told you right now, call him, and then he doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, he said, you still on? He goes, uh, I said, hey, can you jump on for a few minutes? He wrote back, sorry, I missed this. I go, no problem. And then he wrote back, hang on. Yeah. Kid. Try him one not, more time. Yeah, we're going to call him right now. Hang on. <laughs> what are you doing? Working that big green egg. Hello? Hey, you firing up the big green egg? I'm cooling it down. All right. Hey, we're taping. So just uh, we're just going to keep you for a couple of minutes. Scott, happy 4th. How are you? Back to you, man. I'm good. Really good. How are you? Good. Hang on. Let me get a volume up there because I want to make sure people can hear you. I know you have your own show coming up tomorrow from Callaway. I saw that you have Billy Ray's back. Johnny Browner's there. Allie's there. Welby's there. So I don't I don't want to take away from that. But, it, Scott, I, I said to you yesterday in a text message that I feel like there is a huge void for what you guys were doing at 1090 in this town as far as compelling sports talk. And this isn't a shot at the other two stations in town. This really, why I wanted to get you back, why Dave wanted to get you back, was just for an update for people that love 1090 and, and continue to hold out hope. As we sit here tonight on 4th of July weekend, on a scale of 1 to 10, Scott, how confident are you that you can pull this off? On a scale of one to ten, how confident am I that I can pull this off? That's a great question. I'll say, on a scale of one to ten, my answer is ten, meaning I believe I can pull it off. But I would just say that, of course, it doesn't all depend on me. Sure. Uh, it it depends on you know the other party wanting to to do a deal as well. So. I'm pretty confident that, that all parties want to do a deal. And so, um, I don't know, every day things just keep progressing in a way that makes me believe we're going to get this done. That's fantastic. So as far as as far as far getting done, do you have a time frame? Well, when I went to Monterey, Mexico, and this is probably now three to four weeks ago, my goal was to be back on the air by August 1st because I to make sure we're on the air for football season. And I'd actually like to have some ramp-up time before football season. It's now getting to the second week of July, and I'm starting to think that August 1st would be really ambitious. August 15th would be a little more realistic, and September 1st would be my we've got to be on the air by that date. Because the football season, the NFL season will kick off, you know, within a couple of days, and so if I were to say that I was going to be on the air on September first, at least I'd know enough between now and then that I'd be able to, you know, send a sales staff out, out onto the streets and have business booked before we actually get on the air. Hey Scott, the last couple of weeks, would you describe them as more satisfying or more frustrating? Um, I would say that 
that the last few weeks have been more satisfying than frustrating because this is a very exciting thing, you know, to, uh, to, to fly down to Monterey, Mexico on a moment's notice and meet with the fan that owns this transmitter that you guys can appreciate this. I mean, for 16 years in one form or another, we broadcast on that transmitter. Imagine that over 16 years, we never met the owner of the transmitter, who is the business partner of the company. Never met them. And and I even said to them when I was there, I said, look, uh, for us to reestablish this station, you're going to have to come up here and get to know the people that work for this, this organization, because they're going to want to know you this time around. I said, furthermore, we're going to have to go on a road show and go to all the different businesses, the owners, CEOs of companies. Uh, business leaders of town to assure them that this will never happen again because you're now meeting the actual owner of the transmitter. You're not meeting the person representing the American company that's renting the transmitter. So, you know, it's been really exciting and satisfying and very, very much enjoying the journey. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but it's fun. This is, this is really fun. I love it, man. I tell you what, there are so many people, and I hope you know it, people in the radio community that are sincerely, Scott, cheering for you on this, that that want to see this happen because they kind of look at it and say, the, the guys that are behind the mic, the guys that push that red button have never really been involved. And for you to say, you know what, I'm going to try to ride this horse as a horse race guy. I'm going to try to go two turns. And I'm going to take everybody on my back, and I don't know how it's going to end, but it's, it's been pretty exciting. And I think that's the cool thing was the talk that Dave gets, the talk that I get is I think at the start people go, ah, you know, Cap, he's, he's an ambitious guy. And now what you're hearing is, shit, is he going to pull this off? <laughs> and, and people are cheering for you. Scott, this is the only thing. And again, like I said, I, I know you're doing one tomorrow where you're going to give a full update. But this was the one thing that, that I was really curious of, and, and maybe I'm getting the, the cart in front of the horse, but when you look at if you're able to launch this thing, the, the one thing that I look at as a sports radio guy is there's nothing going on in Orange County. AM830 is basically just brokered programming. So Orange County is wide open. And I look at LA, and really in LA... I don't know where people are at with Petros and money. Uh, John and Steve have done a solid show, but LA is kind of wide open too. Not trying to get too far down the road, but when you look at a station that had a 50,000 watt blowtorch that focused on a market that had one professional team with the Padres, do you look at that and say, man, yeah, we can still cover the Padres as well as anybody, but we can roll into Orange County and turn our sales staff loose on that. We can absolutely roll into L.A., which becomes even more interesting after the last few days with the NBA. And with all respect to scrubs that use this term, man, we can be a mega market radio station with talent as good as any of these stations combined. So when I went to Mexico to visit with the, with the owner of the, of the transmitter, I made a presentation to them about what the future of the 1090 transmitter should be and how to maximize the, the ability to monetize their transmitter. And the number one thing on my list was penetrate L.A. and Orange County. 
Um, we have too many big name superstar athletes and too many uh, heritage franchises and, and franchises that are obviously growing that there's just too much content in the L.A. market to ignore it and be San Diego exclusive, particularly when there are now three sports radio stations in San Diego. Look, one of them is a small AM transmitter that has made virtually no impact on the market from a rating standpoint. The other is the FM station that, because of their relationship with Padres and with 1090 going off the air, they've made a, a little bit of an impact. Um, not as much as they would have expected, although any uptick is, is cause for celebration. So um, for me, at this point, you know, the greatest differentiator between us and, and what everybody else does locally, uh, be it here in San Diego or in L.A., is everybody's concentrating on just their local market. If you're reaching all markets, then I believe you've got to penetrate all of them from a content standpoint and from a sales standpoint. And absolutely, that will be our plan going forward. There's just not enough content in San Diego. And I just don't believe that the Padres, the hardcore Padres audience, is enough to become a huge success. The people who are hardcore into the Padres, they love it. They live and breathe it. They, they live and die with it. But it's just it's one team. you know. And, and with Kawhi now coming to the Clippers, dude, I'll tell you right now, I, I'd call the Clippers tomorrow and ask them what, what is the situation with their broadcast rights. I would love to put the Clippers on 1090 over the next four years while Kawhi is going to be with the Clippers and in L.A. I think that would be a fascinating story. And I think people who are in San Diego who have not necessarily been NBA fans would become Clipper fans. And, um, and I just think that the NBA right now might be the most compelling of all the leagues, frankly. And so, again, we pretty much ignored the NBA – uh, unless there was a major story, having Kawhi come back to, to Southern California and see the Clippers is, and, and to have Kawhi versus LeBron, it would be foolish not to step into that content. And so we've got to be more than just the Padres audience. There's not enough people, I don't believe. And so, and, and the other part of it is this. When, you're only, when you only have one team in town, everybody else has a tendency to just kowtow to that team uh, because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, you're not going to hear any harsh criticism. And right now, maybe the team doesn't deserve any. It's pretty exciting things that have happened the last couple of days. But um, you've got to be able to be free to criticize. And when you're working for the team station, you're not. And you guys know that better than anybody. It's always better. It's always more fun when you get a chance to do it that way where uh, you aren't exactly tied to someone. You feel like you can just speak naturally and, and have real sports conversations. I love the idea of the whole Southern California thing. Number one, it's I'm a guy that fits right in that market. I'm a guy that was born in L.A., spent the last 30 years, though, here in San Diego. So I pay attention to all the teams. Jeff and I did a thing last week where we listed the top 10 stars in Los Angeles. And Philip Rivers didn't make the top 10 list. And Philip Rivers, if the Chargers were still here, would have been number yeah. one. And that's not a shot at the Chargers here in San Diego or, or what the Padres are doing with Tatis. But when you sit there and you say, who are the top stars in every single sport just in Southern California, it, it matches up against better than anywhere in the country. I mean, the best athletes right now, the biggest superstars in the, what we love to do are right here within 130 miles of each other. When, you, when I saw you the other day, I don't know if it was on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whichever social media platform it was, wearing your Dodger gear, 
and watching Padre fans get upset with you because you have the audacity to wear Dodger gear. And and I, I saw what was going on today on Twitter. I got somehow roped into a whole debate where Buster Olney from ESPN was getting <laughs> criticized because uh, he didn't make the all-star team and he wasn't exactly promoting it. And look, Padre fans always been like this. Padre fans have a major chip on their shoulder because the Padres have been bad forever and because we've always been a little stepsister to LA. And so finally, the Padres have a player that is considered to be one of the most exciting young players in baseball. But to a Padre fan, he is the most exciting young player in baseball. And that's the end of the conversation. And I don't know about you guys, but I certainly do not watch enough baseball. You guys probably do. I don't watch enough baseball to know if Tatis is the best young player in the game or if he's just one of a handful of great young players in the game. But Padre fans get their feathers ruffled very quickly, very easily. Um, and, but, but at this point, it's like we finally have a guy, you know, or a few guys. And, and you know, uh, just having a decent enough record at the All-Star break is now not enough, which I actually applaud the fans for that, because if it wasn't for the fans starting to demand something better, uh, who knows what kind of AAA garbage we might be looking at this year. But they put their money where their mouth was, and they went out and got Manny, and everything has happened since then. But it, it just goes back to the original question, which is can you be a sports radio station in San Diego when you only have one pro sports franchise? The answer is yes, but I don't really want to be one of three. If you really want to differentiate yourself, and look, while, while 710 spends all of their time in L.A. talking about the Lakers, all of a sudden the Clippers have become ultra-relevant. They're the, the, the Ram station and barely talk about the Rams. So I think you know what we can do is we can be the all-encompassing Southern California uh, regional radio station. And by the way, when I went down to Mexico and I made my presentation, look, I could spend the next hour talking about this, but we've talked about this in the past. You cannot run a radio station in 2019 and in the next five years. You cannot run a radio station the way you ran a radio station the last five years or mm-hmm. the previous 10 years or the previous 20 years. The game is different now. Um, you must have digital assets and relationships so that you can sell digital. And most of that is because companies have transitioned their, their ad budgets, and they're not putting as much money into radio, they're putting more money into digital. So you have to be able to go find the bigger pot of money. And so, again, what I presented to the family that owns a transmitter is the transmitter becomes a piece of the pie, becomes part of YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn, and as you guys know, my own platform, Sided, which I built, again, we talked about this over a year ago, I built Sided to stand alongside of a radio station so that you can sell more to an advertiser. So when an advertiser buys time on your radio show, call it Dollar Shave Club as an example, well, when we create content, we put it on Twitter, Dollar Shave Club doesn't ever get an opportunity to interact with our listeners. If you put that same content on Sided, there will be an ad for Dollar Shave Club. And as a listener, they'll say, oh, I heard David Jeff talking about Dollar Shave Club. I didn't do anything, but now I'm seeing it while I'm engaging in some of the content that they're talking about, which is top 10 athletes in L.A., and I'm going to click on, on Dollar Shave Club here. And that's where you create real metrics of engagement, and that's what you sell to advertisers. And so I went through an entire presentation to these folks about how radio is now a piece of the pie with a very robust podcast network, with social media platforms. In the case of, of high school sports, um, I want to bundle high school sports in with Southern California Prep Insight is something I've been building for the last four years. So 
all of these digital assets play a role in how a radio station can sell in modern times. And that is something that the previous 1090 did not do, and it is something that the future 1090 certainly will do. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I would just say if you're in San Diego and you immediately have the hair going, oh, it's going to be an L.A. station, no, I don't think it would. But I think all of a sudden now when USC football is buried on uh, 790 KBC, you're not going to get any coverage. Well, all of a sudden, USC, which matters down here, could be covered on 1090, just like UCLA would be covered. And in years past where the three of us were like, shit, we got to put the Fresno State coach on because they're coming to play the – those days are over. Leave that for the other two guys. Go catch the big fish and talk about the stories that matter – Yes, San Diego will still have big stories, but you're going to hear every big story with the people that matter. Scott, I think it's great. I, I would just, uh, I'd also let you know, and you're probably very well aware of it, but Fox Sports San Diego no longer has a relationship with one of the other sports stations in town, and those guys are always looking for content. So my guess would be they've already reached out to you. But uh, I appreciate you doing it. Uh, you know we're cheering for you, and uh, and we'll be watching tomorrow at 3 People keep texting, is Darren a part of it, everything else? I just said, hey, that's between Scott and Darren. You guys can address that whenever. But uh, but we're cheering for you, brother. We hope it all works out. And uh, give our best to everybody tomorrow. Callaway, we'll see you soon. I will, but hold on before I go real quick. Okay. Jeff, you, you told me by, by text yesterday that you think that people in the sports radio business in San Diego in particular are kind of shaking in their boots right now. 100%. Thinking thinking, I hope he fails, because if, if he comes back on the air and he puts Darren Smith back on the air, and shit, what if he winds up putting Dave and Jeff back on the air? And what if he does I mean, you said to me the other day, you think people in the sports radio industry in this town are, are very worried about this. Why do you think that? I think they're absolutely worried, Scott, because like you said, 1360 has made no impact on this town at all, Dave and I went through it, and the problem is exactly what the guys at 97.3 are going to find. When you are in a building, when the building, the lights are turned on by music stations. At Intercom, it's driven by Kason, it's driven by Sunny. At iHeart, it's driven by Rock 105 and KGB. You're the runt of the litter. And when you're the runt of the litter, things don't go your way. And to me, a very telling move, which was done for whatever reason was the idea that when 97.3 filled the midday slot, filled it with a guy we love, all of us love, and Johnny Cantera, but they didn't go out and get Scott Kaplan, who was absolutely demolishing them in afternoon drive, and they didn't go out and get Darren Smith, who was demolishing them in the middays. To me, I looked at that and said, man, if I was over there, they're doing just enough to survive. They're not saying we're going to put our foot on the throat of, uh, 1360, and we're going to tell Scott Kaplan we just took one of your main things. I think they left it wide open. And I think anybody who looks at it, when's the last time that anything happened on either one of those two stations? And I, I take Ben and Woods out of it because they've only been on a short period of time. But let's just say from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on either one of those stations where you go, man, did you hear what happened today on blank show? Doesn't happen. Scott, you just said it. Dave was the talk of social media because of his Dodger jersey. I, who see two games a year for the NBA, 
Everybody was ripping me for saying Kawhi was going to Toronto like I was goddamn Hubie Brown. <laughs> I don't know anything. But, but I said to Dave, I said, here's the funny thing. With all respect to those guys, nobody was talking to Kintera or Ello or Gwyn or Hartman or Ornberger. They were yelling at me and Dave. And I said, as soon as Darren jumps back into this game, as soon as Kaplan jumps back into this game, it's being compelling whether people want to yell at you or not. And people love that 1090. Doesn't mean Stephen Ben won't still have listeners or any of the other guys there. I think it's absolutely wide open. And I think when you have the right people running it, the people that understand it, I believe this market's wide open. I think 1090 would thrive, absolutely thrive, uh, because we would see it a little different than that station was run when the main guy was sitting in Florida. Yeah, you know, um, it's real interesting. You know, just, just on the intercom thing, you know, when, when I was being recruited by intercom, um, you know, when it, when it really got down to it, the parent company, which is based in Philadelphia, the parent company was making the decisions, not the local affiliate. So when, you know, the parent company said, we actually want Scott Kaplan to move. By the way, did I just say that? Did I just say it out loud? <laughs> I, I You're I fine. My, right? <laughs> like that? Oh, my God. Um, but what they said was, they were like, we want Scott in Houston, Texas. And my agent said to them, he can make immediate impact in San Diego. And they said, yeah, but we don't plan to put money into the San Diego radio station. It's a smaller market. It's only got one sports team, Houston, number five market in the country. This particular radio station has the Houston Texas football team on it, and we want Scott to come down there and take over this radio station. We don't want him in San Diego. And so I said, but he already has hundreds of thousands of dollars of paying clients that will immediately move their money to to 97.3. And they said, we don't want to invest the money in someone like Scott in San Diego. We want to invest the money in someone like Scott in Houston. In fact, they even offered me an opportunity to have like a weekly call-in segment on the San Diego station so that I could keep my profile in San Diego and I could continue to have clients on the airwaves. And so they added money to get me to do some local stuff here. But again, I still had to move to Houston, and I still had to very much be you know, entrenched in the Houston community. Um, and so to your point about these guys thinking to themselves, uh, you know, why did they not go out and get Darren Smith? Why did they not go out and get the people who were beating up on them? Particularly, look, there were a lot of relationships. I mean, I knew all the people there already. They had asked me to help start that radio station a year plus ago. They had come to me six or eight weeks before 1090 went off the air. And when you're a free agent, let us know. We want to sign you. When I became a free agent, that's when they said, well, wait a second. You know, our parent company doesn't want to put the money into San Diego station. They want you to go to another market. And um, <laughs> if I were the guy there, I'd be thinking to myself, wait a second. They, they, they had an opportunity. If they were to sign me, let me put it this way. Had they signed me to 97.3, and had I been on the air at 97.3 already, the possibility of 1090 ever coming back would have been zero. Yeah, dead. Today, call it, today it's 50%. Maybe it's 75%. But it would have been zero. So they would have had a chance to have signed me, gotten the guy who'd been beating up on him in the ratings, 
and they would have had a chance to have killed 1090 for good. And even that was not enough motivation for their parent company because the parent company said, we do not want to put money into the San Diego radio station, you know? And, and that was, um, that, and listen, Darren Smith can tell you this himself, and I shouldn't put words in Darren's mouth, and I sh- shouldn't, you know, reveal information that he's told me, but I'll just say this. Um, Darren spoke to those guys, and they wouldn't even make him an offer because they didn't want to insult him. Wow. Will he be part of 1090? In my world, 100%. 100%. Um, Darren is uh, very happy right now, as far as I can tell, that he's got the summer off. And I think he's kind of been around a little bit, looked around at a couple of things. I think, unfortunately for Darren, he's finding out the same thing that I found out when I went to Houston. Because you would think, well, look, San Diego's a much smaller market. Houston's a much bigger market. This is the station that has the NFL team. Gosh, I would think I'm going to make a lot more money in Houston than I'm making in San Diego. And when I got down there, when the offer actually came in on paper, um, it was dollar for dollar it was significantly less than I could make up the money in state taxes and all the other bullshit. But and the reality is the dollar for dollar number was a lot less. And I think that what you find is when you were working for an independent like 1090, you may have made more money because uh, I'll tell you right now, Entercom's not paying anything. And Clear Channel or iHeart isn't really paying very much. And unless you're Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, uh, Jim Rome, unless you're one of those kinds of guys, the money is not what it once was in radio. And um, and I think, you know, for me, that was a somewhat, you know, rude awakening being in Houston and finding that out. And I think I'm going to take a guess here that if, if Darren had a really great offer in a cool place like Phoenix or Denver or someplace that he might be interested in, then he might have taken it by now. But but I'm not so sure. I mean, I do not know if he's been offered. And if he has been offered, you know, he may find out what I found out, which is the money that we make in, in the fifth years of our contracts are not just not the same dollars in year one when you're going to a big company like like Entercom. And listen, um, I, I don't want to reveal numbers and embarrass anybody, but I'll just say this. They did not make Darren an offer. They tried to get me to leave the market. And they went out and got our morning team that had only been on the air for a year, and they were what you would call affordable. What about – No, I understand it. Yeah, and they screwed you by taking coach. So now what are you going to do? No, when you, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you look at the idea of um, a, a station lineup, and I'm sure you're, you're kind of like a baseball manager. You kind of feel like I got a chance for an all-star team here. You've probably written it out a couple different ways. Are you looking on on going local with uh, you know at least three shows? Are you looking going local, you know, the, the entire time from six to six? In your mind, are you are you looking at national shows? Uh, no, no national. I'm looking at going live and local from six in the morning till about nine p.m. at night for sure. Um, and then um, my idea is, I really don't like the idea of paying ESPN thirty five thousand dollars a year to get their overnight stuff. Um, so. My idea is really, how many people do you guys know now that have podcasts that would love to find ways to um, get more ears uh, on those podcasts? And so I have this concept of selling airtime, particularly in the evening hours from about 9 p.m. till 6 a.m. Um, I know that sounds kind of weird. Like, who wants airtime at 2 o'clock in the morning? Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and so 
I, I, I want to go live and local all day long, and, and I want to end my day with high school sports because I've been cultivating a high school sports property for four years, Southern California Prep Insider. So, so um, anyway, thank you guys. Good to see you. Um, kids are leaving the house. So, um, you know, I definitely plan on being local all day long, and I plan on being live all day long. No national, no syndicated anything. People you know, people that are in your neighborhoods, people that live here in a part of your community, and people that, that you've, you've heard before and that you know. So, uh, and by the way, you're right. There, there is so much available talent out there right now, great talent, including you guys, um, including Darren Smith, uh, including guys that we have been cultivating at 10 months. So there is a lot of great talent out there. And um, I just think there's a tremendous opportunity. I really do. I'll tell you, man, I don't know, and, and Dave and I have said it a lot, I don't know how many guys would have had the stones to jump in and go after it and grind and go down to Monterey. And I, you know how many people are looking at you watching this. Scott, just keep grinding, man. Keep grinding. It's awesome. And uh, we got nothing but support for you here Huge fans for all those guys, and it would be really, really incredible. It would be as big a radio story as his came off in a long time uh, if you can do this, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll be watching tomorrow at 3. I appreciate you guys. Big time. Thanks for that. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Uh, That's our guy, Scott Kaplan. Uh, Pretty wild. Pretty, pretty wild on that. Yeah, I'm glad we got that on. I was glad. It's hard to... uh, as far as don't don't write to me tomorrow about the guiding levels, okay? I understand when Jeff and I are talking, <laughs> it's loud. When Scott's talking, I gotta I gotta push it up and then try and judge it. So I just don't uh, don't fucking yell at me about it. Yeah, and I think the takeaway is Stephen Ben did what what I would have done. Uh, Steve's got a young kid. Anybody who's got kids, yeah, you can't wait. You got you gotta go, man. Yeah, you, you gotta go when you get a check. It's none of my business what they're making. Um, and I love Johnny Cantera. I'm just saying. That when Kaplan and Darren were here and crushing it, absolutely crushing it, my thought would have been as a radio station that I'm going to go try to get the Machados and the Tatis of the lineup. Exactly right. I I tell you what, you doing coach impressions is the best thing to happen to coach. It makes me stay and listen longer than I ever would. Well, Dave, I I don't, I appreciate that very much. We're going to have a really, really good go at it. And I'll tell you one thing, you can bring Darren in. I'll put my Mount Rushmore bit up against his. Uh, what's he going to do? Talk about Landon Donovan all day? That'll be great. Can't wait to watch that. And I'll tell you another thing, and this goes out to Pete and Point Loma, we'll probably turn this off. You cheer for whoever you want. Steve Woods was right. You don't owe an apology to anybody. You're a good man. And like uh, Dum Dum said about me, you probably pay your taxes too. You cheer for anybody you want. Donald Sterling said to Dot Seth, hey, I'll buy you potato skins at Friday's. He would have run in a second. So don't listen to any of his bullshit, Pete. My buddy. <laughs> uh, poor Pete and Point Loma. Why am I yelling at him? It, uh, it's not about any of those guys. But look, I look at it from a radio standpoint. Whether you and I are there or not, it doesn't matter. The stations in L.A. don't talk about San Diego. They really don't. I mean, they talked about the yeah. Padres the last couple of days. So you could stomp what he's talking about doing at 1090. You could own L.A. That's why for all of you that were like, oh, you don't need that signal. I'm sorry. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
You absolutely need that signal. You are a proprietor of a business that is trying to get the word out. Yep. And you're saying, yes, if you live in Oceanside and my restaurant is downtown, I want you to come here. I want you to come here because even though you have options in your hometown, we believe ours is better. And you need that wide range. I'm sorry for the local pest control companies or anybody else in San Diego that advertise. When you say to a sales staff, look, we are winning in Los Angeles. We are winning in Orange County. We are winning in San Diego. That allows the opportunity to go out and bring in bigger money. So you go, well, what does that mean to me? That means all those shows that you like, whether guys are at the All-Star Game, guys are at the Super Bowl, all those things that drive it. It's a business. It's not done to protect your feelings. And what Scott's vision is, I believe, is that the days of talking to the Texas Tech defensive back coach are gone. Yes. Because it's fucking boring. Too many things that you have been stuck with as an audience of late. Look, Dave and I are guilty of it as much as anybody because we felt like, oh, shit, we got to protect the borders, loyal to the soil. All that shit can end. You don't ever need to hear minor league radio again. You can hear big-time guys. And again, I don't know. Fuck, I never hear 1360. I don't know what they're doing. Steve and Ben have a nice little thing rolling. But after those guys, what do you listen to over there? So now you look at it and you go, yeah, we're going to have stories. But with what just happened with Tyler Skaggs. Yes. With what just happened with Kawhi and the Clippers. And there would be what I love about it is the idea that on the station, you would have people like me that are like, fuck, I can never cheer for the uh, Clippers. And other people go, well, why do I give a shit? I'm just new to Southern California. They're a cool team. And you have that. Yes. It's not everybody has to jump up and down and be fans of the local team because there's going to be Laker fans that hate Clipper fans. I'm a Kings fan. I don't cheer for the Ducks. Uh, USC, UCLA, Padres, Dodgers, yep. all those natural rivalries just expand and grow as a radio station. And it really gives you, I think, all day long where you go, shit, that's really, really good. Again, I'll go back to just to the star power part. I mean, when you talk about the, the maybe the best football player in the world right now is Aaron Donald, a defensive player. Yeah. Not talking about Todd Gurley won MVP a year ago or the exciting coaches. You talk in baseball with Tatis. You talk about Machado. You talk about Trout. You talk about Otani. You talk about Bellinger and, and everything they have up there with their pitching. You go with the Lakers and the Clippers. The, both teams right now have the best two one-two combinations in basketball right there in your own city. Yeah. So you'd be a fool to ignore it. Again, it opens the door. I believe Urban Meyer is going to be head coach at USC, not this year, but the following year. And you already have Chip Kelly there. There are some exciting things going on. Plus, San Diego State. You don't forget what San Diego State's doing. And if you get those guys back, you get them back on the move and things start moving and it balances out. And at the same time, as you introduce some of the things that are going on up there when they're hot down here, you introduce the things that are hot down here Mm -hmm. up there. And then all of a sudden, there's an interest level. Now, it doesn't mean you root for every one of those teams. But at the same time, why would you want to walk into a room all the time where everybody just tells you what you want to hear? I don't understand the point of, if that's my enemy they're talking about, I want to know as much about my enemy as possible because I want to know if I can beat those guys. You also, when you go into work tomorrow and somebody says, hey, I hear rumors that the Clippers might be moving back to San Diego, 
you're the one who's been listening to that station goes, wait a minute, what are you listening to? Yes. Because for two months I've been told on a regular basis about the ongoing battle between MSG, Madison Square Garden, who owns the forum, and Steve Ballmer, who owns this parcel of land. Nobody's talking about them coming here. They're not coming here. They're going to Inglewood. And, man, it's a pretty wild story between two major entities, Madison Square Garden, who went into Inglewood when there was literally nothing there and gave people a reason to come back to Inglewood. And the city says, you know how we're going to thank you? We're going to thank you by letting your competition build even a nicer arena half a mile down the road, down the direct road where you are, not even cross town, not even five miles away, literally down the same street. If you were on El Cajon Boulevard, it's the equivalent of going from 70th and El Cajon to College Avenue. Yep. It's that close. And you go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I put $100 million into this building. That is the story. And when everything is going on at that stadium, I'm not going to tell you about the Chargers going there, but when the Rams are there and the draft is there and NFL Network and it's a pretty exciting thing, yeah, we don't have the NFL here anymore. So give you Rams coverage. Maybe that's your team. Maybe you're still a Raider fan, whatever. For the Charger fans, you'll hear that story. doesn't mean I'm going to uh, rah-rah that team. Fuck that. But you would hear every yeah. story that is important to you as a Southern California sports fan. doesn't mean you have to run out and buy a jersey and hat. But at least you won't be victim to, oh, what? Exactly Palmer owns right. land in Inglewood? Never again. Exactly right. Again, it's never been a more exciting time. This is a perfect time for Scott Kaplan to do what he's trying to do. And hey, good for him because, man, that is a lot of fucking work. That well, is a lot of work to imagine not only getting yourself back on there, but now you're looking at salespeople. You're talking about finding a building to do this, to finding a, a support staff. Everything that goes into a radio station that people aren't aware of is a shitload of fucking work and good for him for breaking his ass trying to do it. Yeah, pretty wild. It's a big-ass gamble. Can he do it? I say he can do it. When you said what is a, the chances, one in ten, and he told you ten, fuck, I believe Scott. Yeah. Why would he put him? I mean, it's one thing to say seven, eight. He told you fucking ten. He's guaranteeing it. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to have to. There'll be some things that he'll have to sort out. I wonder how many sleepless nights there are, man. Uh, and some of those sleepless Fuck, nights man. can be from excitement, yeah. nerves, all those kind of things. But right now, there's a lot of people that worked at 1090 that I don't know what they're doing. I, they may all be working. They may not. I don't know the answer to it. But there are a lot of eggs in that basket. And for me, not even worried about you and me, not worried about Darren, not worried about Cap, but for all those people that have their eggs in their basket that are really, really good people, man. Those are the guys I'm hoping he pulls it off for. Me too. Me uh, too. Shit, I appreciate it. Dave, how long did that go? That was an hour, 40 minutes. All right, well, that was a long one, but uh, we were concerned we weren't going to get them, but we got the update that we promised you. Hope you enjoy it. We'll see you back here Tuesday night. Perfect.